Welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back to discuss another episode of Will Trent, number six, Should I Go Get My Tinfoil Hat? This one was written by Britta London, directed by Leah Thompson. I still haven't fully woken up, despite it being two hours since I've woken up. <laughs> so if I still feel, if I sound like I'm still, I don't know, because I also am trying to um, get over these allergies because the weather in Ohio keeps changing very sporadically. 66, I kid you not. On Thursday, 25 degrees and snowing on Friday. But we aren't here to discuss the weather. We're here to discuss this series. I thought this was a really good episode. I think it's its most successful since the pilot, in my opinion. (laughs) Or maybe episode three. But this uh, this very much felt as if the show had grown into itself a little bit here. Like it was figuring out what it wanted to be and what it could be. And thus I gave it a 10 out of 10. I love Amanda. She had one of two of my spit takes this week. <laughs> I mean, full laugh out loud moments. And I think that's what really works for this series is it doesn't take itself too seriously and it allows for the comedy to naturally basically unfold while having these pretty uh, fun type of cases, even the ones that are a little bit more of a darker tone with Angie she's able to bring out her empathy and I didn't have a problem with her scenes either. So I was very content. Before we jump into the recap, where we listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. If you want to send feedback on Will Train or any other show that we're doing, blackercouch at gmail.com. We start this episode in Druid Hills as a couple packed to leave in a hurry, but are ambushed by a gunman. And no, she didn't go in a closet with blinds so damn wide she is clearly visible. I see you. This was my first bit take. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> when he said hi, did she ran in that closet? <laughs> your hand through those blinds <laughs> oh hysterical then we after they're murdered we go to amanda who's having dinner with her boss who tells her that he is retiring and thinks she should be his replacement to which she replies i'm honored and i agree when he gets home will Nico is there babysitting Betty, which involves a game, eating food out of the refrigerator because I'm hungry. (laughs) However, when Will offers them to stay and have some actual dinner, they decide to leave. So Will is once again in an empty nest. 
I think that faith is also a friend and thus I don't want to conflict it, but I could use Paul Campano coming in and giving him a piece of his mind, even though he probably has a divorce to deal with. <laughs> he still fucked a teenage girl, not teenager, a girl who looks like a teenager. My bad. Meanwhile, Faith constantly lecturing her teenage son on college going to college instead of taking a semester off to go coral reefs she said more like coral reefer in mexico seriously though we gotta stop preaching instead of talking to someone particularly our children about their future options we believe that we know what is best for them but maybe they should figure that out themselves and explore what other options they do have for them Because college is not the end-all, be-all. And I've already at 14 told my daughter, like, look, if you want to go to college, get yourself an education, that is perfectly fine. But no, that is not the only path to success in life, okay? And everyone doesn't need to get a four-year degree. Sometimes if you're in a financial situation where college could be burdensome, maybe you should explore other feasible options, Cause ain't nobody trying to forgive no loans as you can see right now in the government. So maybe you continuing to be all up in his ear like that nagging, maybe what is causing him some anxiety and low self-esteem. <laughs> just a, just a thought, just a thought because I don't like that consistent preaching of that idea as if, it somehow is a guarantee into success. I'm not saying you shouldn't at all or take some courses, some classes, but he's 18. Let them fucking figure it out. They got to figure it out on yourselves. You cannot drag them through their entire lives. <laughs> they are startled by Charles. When he shows up to claim that he is being followed, let's just put this out here right now. I am not at all shipping Charles and Faith. When she hugged him at some point, I thought he was her child. When Amanda was like, don't let him put another baby in you. I'm like, girl, I thought you meant don't take care of another baby because that is a man that is going to be so sweet. And yes, cook you pancakes when you get home from work and maybe listen to all your drama, but you best believe you're going to be raising him. Okay. Like, how you going to give me a hug and I'm you up in my bosom? That's not how a hug should go between two adults <laughs> that are on the same level. After hearing that he is taking his meds, however, and still has employment, and going to his meeting, she agrees to look over his residence to see if anything is amiss. She calls over Will. That look Will gave Faith when she introduced him to Charles. Baby. I thought that was great. I thought that was amazing. 
<laughs> just so much. And then her look. Well, immediately notices that someone, however, once they get into his residence, has been in there and likely stalking out the place of the the tenants. Because uh, he lives in an ADU. His tenants being Sally and Kevin, whose house, by the way, is noise. Very noise. They find both of them dead with Sally being tied and tortured to a chair. Angie's case begins with Katie, who is going to testify against Maddie, but she was just busted trying to buy heroin as she feels guilty about someone named Jade, a 15 year old. She got into her situation before she realized how bad it was and now cannot continue to testify without knowing that Jade is safe. So Angie promises to find her. I thought it was a little bit of a stretch that she did find her, but sure. Charles breaks down in Faith's arms outside of the crime scene, believing the deaths were a result of him being the focus of the perpetrator. However, Rill is able to read the crime scene scenario with the corner. <laughs> corner like, you want me to tell you what's going on or are you going to do your thing? Oh, you're going to do my your thing? jokes on you i'm into that shit so on his recorder he goes through the scene with the coroner asking did she give up the goods when she was tortured and due to the fact that she suffered bleeding to death instead of being shot he concludes she did not give up what the perp was searching for sally did leave a star as a sign to the police and blood in under her chair at the office it's apparent amanda holds a grudge against charles for what he did 19 years ago and apparently that is only getting faith pregnant (laughs) and not being good enough while will is like can we focus on the case and spill the tea later please and thank you turns out sally is an engineer who works for a tech company called salantis who also happens to do all the software for the gbi Amanda, I give no fucks, Wagner, asks, hey, Faith, where Charles staying? And when she says in Jeremy's old room, she tells her that she just got one kid out of the house. Don't let him put another baby in you. These nuts. <laughs> Got he. <laughs> Got he. <laughs> this how you know you working with family because Faith's hood came all the way out. This your boss. <laughs> And you toss in her pins across the room. <laughs> but it feels like the status quo for this office as Will drags her out with a look at Amanda like, why you like this? Will said, where do you want to start when she asked what is wrong with Amanda? But she didn't really want to start with what's wrong with Amanda. She wanted to go into her life monologue, which she promptly goes into. I was 15 and so was he. And that mistake is not a mistake because my son is not a mistake. Do you think it's a mistake? I support all your life choices. Thank you. Will immediately knows how to diffuse a black woman's rage. That's for damn sure. But apparently her mama and aunt Mandy, that monster in the other room, didn't agree and also didn't tell Charles she was also she didn't tell Charles she was pregnant until the seventh month, which that's on you. (laughs) He said, is there something you want me to say right now or just listen? The fact that she didn't answer 
told you exactly what did you what you needed to know charles enlisted trying to be good enough and now he suffers from ptsd and will affirms he is a good guy so both just want to help him move on with his life they get to Salantis headquarters which they they compared to a prison i thought it looked nice enough and are greeted by vince sally's boss as head of software who is joined very quickly by ceo reese fox just as well as suspicious about the cleaning cleanliness and lack of paperwork on sally's desk talking about what went paperless then why is there pens here they know something's fishy going on especially since vince was right there when they showed up and then the ceo of the fucking company just happens to be walking by both do not like the vibe of this place with faith knowing he is babying her diabetes by getting her a banana but he tells her to eat the free banana uh noticing money missing from his wallet what i like about their dynamic is his dyslexia really is his blind spot because she's able to see a poster which is a huge clue that he cannot read it's something that's not even gonna pop up to him as something that could possibly be important because he 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 has a harder time with that so i like the the way in which they played into his kryptonite and then the faith immediately being able to be point guard right there he only says oh that's disappointing when he notices money missing from his wallet it didn't seem like nico had a good home life when we met them and eating out of the fridge means they are likely going without food but are too proud to ask for help faith sees on the poster that there was a conference at calv ridge hotel which is where charles works and that they knew their last names before uh well actually they never introduced their last names meaning someone gave them a heads up about their arrival wouldn't be amanda because that doesn't make sense from the security guard (laughs) they learned that someone impersonated gbi to get access to charles key card while he was out of town for said conference and that person was sally who went into a room rented by salantis to steal something they are currently looking for faith gets home to her son being taught how to cook pancakes from his daddy (laughs) almost stop stop it stop it (laughs) he looks so eager she was looking at him like she really wanted to fall in love again i'm like girl stop it i'm with amanda like bitch get out of (laughs) here this is gonna bring you down not up not up Rocky comes to assist on the IT side and they locate a star contact, so called the number, but they immediately, the person hangs up and he's like, who was it? I'm into this. Well, confronts Nico later on when he gets home about stealing his money, $20. Nico is embarrassed and quits. Reiterating how bad it would be to bring Charles back into your life on a permanent basis. When Faith gets home once again, her son is freaking out because his father has had an episode. But he did correctly perceive that someone was in the house and wrote back off on her mare and lipstick. So she calls Will, 
who tells her that they're okay but someone broke into her house and he's like yeah i'm being followed as he goes for a jog before he doubles back and confronts them turns out the star contact was jess who was a college friend of sally who's also a reporter for the atlanta star they meet her at a diner well faith joins will to talk to her at a diner and she divulges that Salantis has a backdoor into GBI and has been selling that info to the highest bidder. Since the CEO has brunch with her editor, Jess wouldn't publish without the code on a drive. So she was given a key, but doesn't know what it will open because Sally was supposed to get her that information before she died. She tells them to ditch all shit related to the software and that she can take care of herself before she is shot in front of them. They get back to GBI freaked out because they now have blood and guts all over them. (laughs) What Amanda being like, what the fuck is going on? Why have you unplugged everything? Where's the evidence? (laughs) Because you're making a lot of accusations. I did laugh when Rocky was invited in and Will's like, this is a clean room. Cool. He tells them that something fishy is happening in the guise of maintenance on the computers. And they tell Amanda that Salantis is covering their tracks when they tell her about the conspiracy. Will believes all higher ups are crooked when Amanda wants to tell her boss what's going on. And he accuses her of protecting her promotion until faith reminds them that they are all on the same team caroline get my phone out of the microwave while i go update my boss (laughs) charles is also there and will really went had the the secretary go to his house to get a new suit after speaking with said boss however amanda is inclined to believe that bullshit will prevail if they don't build a case which is fortunate when charles recognizes sally's p.o box key since he has uh went and picked up her mail several times and the number however unfortunate when he texts it to faith why the fuck do you have to run it faith i blame you how do you get that phone in his hand (laughs) you knew you needed to watch that child (laughs) just as they get to the mail room they find vince there who was suspicious from jump and he uh immediately takes action uh getting his gun out running it into the back of the mail room i love when she opened the mailbox and he was already there grabbing it and then he shot the gun through i thought that was a amazing shot so he has the hard drive and I will say the whole why didn't I shoot him in the head scene was a little hard for me because <laughs> he managed to toss it out and then of course conveniently a truck goes by and runs it over I also feel like they could have done something with that IT is pretty good at getting information that you think is lost it didn't even seem like they made an attempt but I guess that wasn't the point I would have shot him in the head though you had a clear shot the day isn't completely lost though as the ceo throws vince under the bus seeing as his gun matches all three murders 
but it was their fast product that he was trying to sell, not a backdoor into your department. Still, the GBI is cutting ties with the company. That white woman really looked at the white man for final approval, who said if the black woman says so, Well, I've done all I can do. I'm glad her boss backed her up, but at the same time, because she's like, I got tricked on this, which you just gave him props for the case that he solved with the Campano case. But the minute you're like, oh, him? You believe him? Like, why the fuck would not believe my best agent who has a track record of 97%? What What do you mean? <laughs> but in the end, I suppose we just had to have that there for for drama purposes because he, he was on her side. Then again, he can't he can't refute, you know, the murder weapon. Back in Faith's office, which by the way, she finally got her own office. She apologizes to Charles for how it ended. They both agree they were young. And despite the woulda, coulda looks, she wonders if they could have actually co-parented instead of been successful in a romantic relationship. And we'll try to make strives to do so now. With him giving her all the props for Jeremy being a good kid, and he managed to convince Jeremy to stay and go to college. I don't know how. Oh, I gave him something to do. I said, we're going to cook together. Angie tells Will, Nico, oh yeah, Angie got to Jade. They went in there, pretty much got her. And that was that. I didn't, I didn't, there wasn't much to say on that (laughs) storyline, other than I thought that Michael would get a lot more violent because she clearly set him up of, well, we're going to go in there. We're going to do slightly illegal things, but then you want to chastise him when he takes it too far. You got to really define that line. And are you ever going to tell him that your wife knows we had an affair? But she tells, well, Nico needs you after they got beat up. Someone named Troy is beating them up and extorting them if they don't pay. Will tells them all they had to do was come clean and plans to allow Nico to live in the garage as an ADU. And they all get in the elevator like a like a family. But we'll see how much I invest in this family going forward. (laughs) I have not changed any of my thoughts from the last five episodes. And this is the only one in which uh, I have some hope. So we shall keep a close eye. But that is the conclusion of the episode. I say that I thought it worked really well. Had some really nice laugh out loud scenes. Oh yeah, my second spit take scene is when she went uh, by and Charles was just in the room. Amanda all by himself and she just looked at him. I am disgusted. Why am I still getting hate? It's like, damn, it's been 19 years. You still giving me that look? <laughs> we do have an array of feedback in our mailbag so let's hop into it hey guys hey christina um sparthenia with my two cents on Will Trent, the tinfoil episode, I'm not sure what number, and to be honest, I was too lazy to go back and look. (laughs) Um, I've had mixed feelings about the past couple of episodes. 
but this one was okay um to be honest based on the title of this episode i thought it was going to be something silly like someone thought they were being chased by aliens or something i'm glad that wasn't it (laughs) um let me say this i truly appreciated the wardrobe in this episode will always looks good but he looked good in that gray sweatshirt and i'm not sure if that was the intention but that's how it hit me faith's outfits look like how i would like to dress if i was a detective or if i didn't work from home wearing sweats and leggings and t-shirts and hoodies every day like i think i would like to dress like that (laughs) even um The boss, Amanda, her outfits were on point this episode, too. She had a really nice coat on in one scene. I think I remember. It was really nice. I like the patterns, the colors. It wasn't anything too crazy and bright. I don't like a bunch of bright stuff. But, like, they worked those browns and, you know, blues. And I just liked it. I don't know. It's probably really irrelevant. But it matters. Um, I think... Angie even wore something that I kind of liked in this episode and but I can't remember what it was and it's probably because Angie and her partner I don't know I want to stay tuned to them but I keep forgetting that they're part of the cast maybe their roles will lead to something more significant later but I'm having a hard time understanding why they are even part of the show It's almost as if they had a different writer handle their storyline and that writer left mid-production or something because they seemed way more important in the beginning of the series and very forgettable right now. I truly just keep forgetting that they're even part of the show and then they pop back up and I'm like, oh yeah, them, they're looking for someone too. They're cops too. Okay. Um, Which, now I'm confused. This has, I don't know, this is like, so Will Trent and his partner in the GBI are, um, what's her name? Amanda? No, not Amanda. Angie? Yeah, Angie and her partner, are they in the GBI too? Or are they just regular police officers? Or I'm confused because I feel like they work in different offices, but then I thought they worked in the same office or are they just in the same building? I don't know why that just popped into my head. I never even wondered about that before, but now I'm wondering about that. I probably know the answer and I'm just not thinking straight. But anyway, um, I thought about the the character from the other episodes that was supposed to be watching the dog, the teenage dog walker. I feel like that character disappeared in the last episode. And then I see they randomly brought that character back this episode that character to me is also not needed i feel like this character is filling in the them they or they them inclusion spot i could be wrong but there's literally no other point of them being on this show in my opinion um i like the storyline of the gbi being hacked and the higher ups being in on the take to an extent but the whole spider web of Faith's baby daddy living upstairs from the whistleblower and that was randomly worked 
uh, she randomly worked at the place that monitors the GBI where Faith just happens to work. That part of the story was a complete reach to me. I was like, all right, now they just, this part they need help with. Um, Will is closed off from everyone, but he takes in the dog in the beginning, which I was okay with. And now he's taking in the teenager, which if I'm 100% honest, I get how they can play it. But in the real world, that would not happen. So those are the things that I don't like about the episode. I don't like the way that Faith's baby daddy was worked into this. That that part of the whole story, the whistleblower and all that, like that just didn't make sense to me. And I don't really care for the dog walker being in the storyline as a living person now. Um at this point, I'm waiting for the episode where they bring in Faith's mother because her boss is basically her aunt. We've already met her son, and now we've met his father, and all we have left to meet is her mother, who I'm assuming will hate that she's working with Will Trent because he's part of the reason she got put away. Um, oh, another unlikely part is when the guys stole the hard drive and threw it outside in the rain, and then it magically got ran over by the mail truck yeah that was dumb I, I I don't know it was a reach again it was a reach but other than that I enjoyed it I guess <laughs> it just seemed like I complained about a lot other than the wardrobe I don't know I enjoyed the episode I mean it's enough for me to keep watching because now I gotta see where everything goes oh and I'm glad Angie finally got her her connection with finding the um the guy who was predator that's selling the girls or whatever. This case just didn't seem, I don't know. She got her person, but it seemed like they were going to go more in depth with this, but they really didn't. Like, again, it's just filler in the episode. I expected more and got less. I don't know. Tell me what you think about the whole Angie and her case. I thought it was going to go really deep and it did not go deep at all. Unless this something else coming, which to me, it seems like it concluded the whole tattoo thing. I don't know. But okay. I will chit chat with you later. <laughs> Thank you, Parthenia, for your thoughts on the episode. So I'm not going to argue with you that some of the storylines were a stretch because they were. But it did not. It wasn't a bothersome stretch to me. So I kind of accepted it. <laughs> <laughs> like there were definitely the holes that you pointed out those are certainly they just wasn't enough to derail me from the experience but no they were there I did expect a lot more out of that story arc as well with uh Angie I thought it was going to be a little bit more in depth but it ended up going absolutely nowhere it, it, unless yes there is more in the future I will say that part feels so disconnected from the rest of the season absolutely disconnected their story arcs yes i do feel like when they were introduced i keep on asking about the michael faith it seemed like they were friends he had her phone number <laughs> and i thought they were at least gonna bounce that off of each other and both of them being parents you would think that that would be a more mind relationship if they are going to have these two sets of of partners that we're going to be following but yeah, I don't, it, it, the more we get out of the faith and will 
um, partnership in their cases, they seem to have a little bit more agency to them than what's going on. They, they feel throwaway, which is fine if that's what they're supposed to be, but it is, it, it, it's a little odd for the viewer to figure out, okay, um, what's their place in this? And then how do we get them more involved? Cause they are from different departments. Um, Faith was a regular cop detective and then she got promoted to GBI. So they're not in the same department. And they had that one episode. They're like, oh, it's fucking nice up here. <laughs> but I do enjoy the wardrobe as well. I think Faith wore that shirt already. I'm pretty sure because I was I was staring at it before. Um, and and I do think that they're they're still trying to find their footing. I think that the act the author has a lot of material and they're just trying to mine through it. But my worry is, are they going to be successful enough in this first run through that they're going to be allowed a second season to iron out some of these kinks? Um, thus far, it seems like the show has a dedicated enough audience to it. <laughs> um, it seems as if the dog aspect of it is, uh, and the Nico aspect of are just little things that are in the background. And that's fine. I don't need everything to be particularly at the forefront. You can make a world in which we know characters and then maybe once or twice out of the season, they get their own story arc. That's fine by me. <laughs> but it does feel as if I can certainly say there are a lot of ingredients in the pot right now and we might need to you know just spruce up the recipe that's Parthenia with her thoughts on the episode uh, in the season thus far let's move on to Shy hey Christina it's me Shy I am here to give my feedback for Will Trent episode 6 Finally, I am able to give some feedback. Um, fortunately, I'm going to have to go off memory because I watched the episode two days ago. And I meant to give feedback then, but um, got distracted. And next thing you know, it's Friday. So here I am. Thanks to Mimi. Um, might make this on time um, for the first time. And I don't know how many episodes. Um, this one was about... Um, the government, GBI specifically, um, contracting out their IT, um, their IT stuff to a civilian contractor people, this tech company that was spying on them and using that information and selling it to the highest bidder. So my question to the room would be, how is that even possible? Um, why would you not have um, protocols in place, firewalls, that kind of thing? I know that in the military, we have that kind of stuff um, to where you, I mean, because we're dealing with top secret information. So even if, even though we bought, we contracted the software or what have you to use on the base, you know, in our, in our day-to-day -day work, I mean, there was, um, precautions in place to protect us from that kind of thing so i'm really surprised that they did not have firewalls or some type of indication that you know they were being hacked as basically um basically what 
they were saying, right, in this kind of way, of course, they're the they're the source of the of the software or the, the that, that they're using, but it's like you sold it to them. So I, I just, you know, if that was the case, uh, a whole lot of governments would, which is, it is it's possible to be hacked. It's just that, you know, they don't, it's not by, it's just, that whole thing was just crazy to me. I'm sorry. I guess my time in the military just has me, um, eyebrow raising that a little bit that it was so easy for them to do that and apparently for such a long time and no one was ever suspicious until this person was killed and that brought in the brought the breadcrumbs led them back to all of that other stuff but then I'm thinking that director dude must have either been in cahoots or um, had to have known something or maybe he was his pockets were being um fattened by this tech company to keep quiet because that woman sure did like look at him sideways and I'm like are you sure you want to do that um and Amanda's like hell yeah we doing that <laughs> she don't play <laughs> she don't play she's like I ain't about that you know and so I'm sure there's some suspicions when it comes to this guy um especially the way he was acting like threatening uh you know, about them looking into it and telling them to drop it and all that stuff. So um, we got um, Faith's reintroduced to Faith's baby daddy in this one. Um, we got more of her son. So we get a lot more of it of her personal life in this episode, which I enjoyed. So um, I'm just and of course, I can't help but, you know, think about how they have faith and will have that in common um, in regards to having partners or former partners that have, you know, deal with a lot of shit, you know, in this case um, with faith, um, her ex is a military, ex-military dealing with PTSD, mental, so a lot of mental health issues are being brought up in the, in this show and we see that he has paranoia and almost like an OCD type um, behavior in regards to um, cleanliness and um, things being in order in order for him to function. Um, and so when things are out of whack or not um, the way they need to be, he has a hard time with that. Um, I thought he was sweet with... Um, with you know, with faith and all that good stuff, I'm kind of wondering. Maybe I missed it. Um, why he? I guess because of his mental health, he just hasn't been a part of their son's life, of or consistently, um, and so he's trying to make an effort for that. Um, I'm surprised, and but then again, I'm like their son seemed like not angry or you know, and feeling any type of way. Like it seemed like they they got a good relationship, so I'm like, yeah, has he been around? He didn't make it seem like he was an absent father, um, the way he was um, interacting with his with his dad. Um, then we got the um, dang it, what's the transgender? Um, what's their name? I forget their name. I mean, I'm drawing a blank. I watched this episode a couple of days ago, but that that person um we got their 
situation with being bullied and, you know, stealing money from Will and then finding out why. And then now they're going to be staying, um, what do they call it? Addu, Addoc, whatever, addition um, above the garage, uh, uh, space above the garage. But I'm like, isn't this a minor? Shouldn't they be calling um, CPS? Because uh, I could have sworn um, they said that they were 16 years old. So I'm like, where is their parents? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, why, is, why are they still out by themselves you got the cops involved and they're not like wondering where their parents are. Um, so unless I'm mistaken that and um, they're 18 years old and then like, why are they not in school? What are they, you know, it's just, I, I, maybe I missed that too. So please correct me if I'm way off on that. I could have sworn um, that's what it was said in that other episode that they were 16 years old. Um, then we got, um oh my gosh what is happening with my brain it's friday that's usually what happens with my brain i've already talked about that before us usually why i don't like to give feedback on friday evenings because it's like no uh my brain's like no um i forget her name the the other cop <laughs> the one that's with Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a complete and utter blank, but you know what I'm talking about. The other storyline, the other plot of uh, this one uh, with the um, prostitution or the human trafficking um, ring that they're trying to bust. And so, yeah, I mean, if only these stories were turned out this way and were this simple and were that people were that cooperative and that, you know... I mean, unfortunately, I deal with this type of stuff in my line of work, and it's very rarely this this easy and smooth, and you get this type of cooperation, and you would think that you would because of the you know situation that they're in, but no. Um, I can go all day talking about um, the sex trafficking and human trafficking that um, I deal with in my line of work, but... Um, yeah, it's just never, it's just never that simple. Um, but I think she said that she's been trying to bust them for a while. Um, so I'm just talking about this just specific situation of them finding this girl. Um, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> so um, what else? Um, I enjoyed this episode a lot. Again, I I like the fact that we delve into a little bit more Faith's personal life and what's going on with that. Um, we got more of her son, and then like I said, the um, baby daddy. Um, names are escaping me right now, so um, I'm just gonna <laughs> leave it at that. Um, but yeah. I could say more, but my time is up and, you know, for some reason, my brain is not wanting to remember things that happen. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace and black or magic. Queen of the couch, Shy. That was Shy with her thoughts on the episode. Sounded sleepy as hell. I watched this episode a couple of days ago, too, but that's why I wrote notes. <laughs> So
So, a few things, a few things, a few things. I'm glad that you liked the episode, of course. Um, the one thing you were saying about the back. Now, I would, I happen to be an anonymous fan. I don't know if you know anything about anonymous, but uh, it's pretty much a group of hackers. So while sure, sure, there are things and firewalls in place and they want to tell us Americans that things are safe and don't worry about it and no one could backdoor into software that no, that's the whole point of backdooring. It's it's bullshit. It's untraceable. It cannot be detected by the firewalls. And if it's built in backdoor and you sold it to the company before they were aware and they they you know you trust people i totally can see this scenario playing out and and scary fucking statistic the fbi gets hacked all the fucking time personal information agents stuff like that and what what does the government do they they buy the information back to them so that they don't post it I am fully may I've been watching too much damn um because <laughs> I do be watching my shows but no seriously 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 they be they be into this shit they totally I, I believe that this can it totally happen um especially if it's can if it's uh just a code yeah I I, I, I I could put that on there I could put that on there that was the one part of the story that didn't now the other part I agree with them locating Jade so very quickly then having that one little conversation with her. Yeah. She had the case on Maddie for a while. I agree, but yeah, I would have thinking it would take more than just five minutes to convince her something, but we don't know how far she went. Like she could have just recruited her and she didn't do anything yet. That would be a little bit more believable. Uh, I do think that that Faith's son knows that his dad is not right in the head. I don't want to put PTSD out there as not right in the head, but it feels like there's something even more going on with Charles. That's not a not anything to do with the PTSD, but maybe it is. I don't know. But if you can't be a father due to very legitimate reasons, there's no reason to be resentful. It's like, no, you stepped away because that was the best thing to do for me. And yes, I may have wanted a father, but you decided that you didn't want to cause more harm because you yourself was not capable of taking care of yourself. So how are you going to take care of a kid? Plus she said she was seven months pregnant when she told him. So maybe he just never got a chance. And and it sounds like the family was like, well, you're not raising this baby. <laughs> we don't want nothing to do with you. And he said, cool, cool, cool. Cause I don't know what to do with that situation. Anyway, jumped into the military and that was that. And then he came back at PTSD. So Eh, it feels like a, a logistical situation that any rational kid would be. And they probably saw him over the years, but they never actually parented. And lastly, I do believe Nico is a minor, but also, again, I'm watching way too many true crime podcasts right now. It's it's sad how kids slip through the tra- uh, tracks. That Nico could be missing for two weeks and the police won't do a fucking thing about it. They'll be like, oh, they're a runaway. They're a runaway. The parents are terrible. That's no one gives a fuck. 
there's a huge problem in the system and so i'm no i'm no longer of the mindset and i used to be like that like whoa, whoa where's all the now i'm like oh my god i i am naive <laughs> the system is fucked up 16 year old 15 year old you're almost an adult they're not going to consider like if you was nine maybe 15 Mm-mm. and i think the parent is not around i think that's clear from the first episode that we met them that they had no food there was uh you know they didn't want to call their parents clearly they're crackheads whatever they're not about trying to parent but once again you being having a not the best of home lives is not a hundred percent a reason why anyone would get involved and that's sad to say very sad but also uh like that you enjoy the episode even with its flaws that's the same the 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 show's certainly not perfect but it is enjoyable alas it's certainly not least and the reason why all this feedback got in because someone told me to postpone this podcast (laughs) let's hear from queen mimi what up stina this is mimi this is my feedback for will trent episode six of season one um, you were not wrong. This episode was really freaking good. I think it's so funny. Uh, you were just saying in the last podcast that I listened to that you need them to develop faith better. And we got her whole ass name. I don't know if I knew her last name was Mitchell until this episode, but it was <laughs> it was really good. I was surprised it had such a unexpected turn of events. I like this kind of uh like storylines and i hope that we get like cool stories like this um i love how they it was tied into um faith's background and her hit i should say her history and we got it because i was trying to do the math i was like you know if the actress is 33 and her son's 18 are we expected to believe that she was 15 when she gave birth um or was she supposed to be 18? I was like, I didn't think that they would age her up because, I mean, she looks, okay, she's 33, the actress is 33, but she could have easily been in her 20s because, you know, black don't crack and whatnot. Um, but I like, I, I just love this story. Uh, the first thing I want to say is I, <laughs> I don't know the name of Faith's son, like the, the actor that plays him, but I swear to you, her son looked older than the son's dad and I don't understand how that's possible but I know the actor that played um Faith's son's uh dad is his name is Rotimi um I know he was in power and I don't think you watched that Christina but um his ass is fine number one I want to say that but secondly I would like to say that like I I enjoy this like storyline and like seeing and I knew that there was like a femoral type of I don't think femoral isn't the right word that is that would be an artery a familial there we go familial relationship between faith and um her boss I I'm drawing a blank on her name um anyway but we we get that that's her aunt now it just the way that she like talked to her it was like that doesn't seem very professional and it doesn't seem like she's like not allowing it sorry got interrupted but 
that we see that that's her aunt <laughs> when she pushed over those pencils on the table that was so petty and I was cackling and will like drag her out of the office I, I love them together they're so funny they their relationship to me almost reminds me of like brother and sister and I don't know if that's what we're supposed to be getting at like from them but like their partner relationship between will and faith I I really like it's not a normal like cop detective partnership they seem si like siblings and I and I really like it like you know I'm used to like you know them trying to like seem like make it seem like they're in like a relationship type of like they're developing some type of bond like they're gonna eventually be in a relationship or like them being like friendly friends type thing but their relationship seems so like familial like it just like they're like very close brother and sister like I don't know I just really enjoy it like him giving her a banana <laughs> and she's like you know you don't have to worry about my diabetes I ate breakfast this morning like <laughs> and one thing I would like to say is I don't know who was responsible for writing the whole diabetes thing but if Faith has diabetes and it's like her blood sugar was low, which is all the symptoms she was having, seems like a person that's hypoglycemic, which means your blood sugar is below 70. It's too low for your body to function. Your brain needs the sugar to function. And if it's all that low, your brain isn't getting it. So your body just kind of falters like it just slowly breaks down. Um, but they were giving her symptoms like her blood sugar was too low and then she was giving herself insulin that's a good way to kill yourself so that's not the way that they whoever did that should have probably researched what people with high blood sugar would be doing because she wouldn't be acting like that she would be peeing a lot she would be probably be um like sweating maybe um she would probably be breathing very fast like probably pass out so someone with high blood sugar doesn't react the way a person with low blood sugar. But anyway, I just like the the behavior towards each other. Like, because I feel like like a partner-ish kind of relationship would have been like, huh, did you eat today? And he, like, it seems like he knows her well enough to know that she's going to be like, you need to mind your business. So he just gave her a banana. And I thought that was really cute. And it just says, you know the type of relationship they had I enjoyed that uh we got to meet Faith's baby daddy and we found that they were both 15 like because that's the the math I was trying to do um because she looked like the character herself looked like she was in her tw late 20s but she could have been in maybe her 30s and then when you said the actress was 33 I'm like okay that must be the age that they're going with it's like but would they really want to make a 15 year old be pregnant you know would they make her be 15 for real? I don't know. And they did. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I loved how, you know, the relationship between Faith and, and um, oh, my God. I'm drawing a blank on his name. I know it was it was something simple. Sean. I think his name was Sean. It doesn't matter. But um, her baby daddy, like it wasn't like a fracture. Like the fact that he came to her for help lets us know that their relationship isn't terrible 
um, it's it's clear that they stay they, they talk to each other even her son was like dad like confused like why are you here but um it doesn't seem like his dad and him are super close but they're planning to be so that's that's nice um he probably stayed away she's making it seem like you know it's very hard for a single mom but it doesn't seem like he's not helping because he has had a job for five years she knew where he worked you know what i'm saying so it's it just gave a lot of information without overly explaining things and i and i like that the fact that she you know he knew where she lived she knew where he lived they like he knew she could help him because he knew her job she knew his job um and then we got to see, you know, that he has some type of psychiatric issue. So that's probably what kept them apart. Um, but she knows how to help him. So it, you could tell that they probably tried to be, you know, civil to each other. Um, she said, you know, she wished she maybe would have co-parented with him. So it seems as though him staying like, of course, I, I, I'm a strong believer, like if you don't want like if, if someone's parents, like if you're young and the parents of your um, if you're a guy and the mother of your child's parents, like stay away from her. I understand that working while you're younger. But if you get old enough and you're an adult and you want to have a relationship with your child, there is nothing stopping you. The parents of your uh, the parents of your baby's mama cannot stop you from seeing your child. That's a given. But he admits like, you know, he didn't he took it as an out <laughs> and now he's trying to do better. But I just like the whole story arc, like the whole thing behind her story, um, her backstory was cool. And I like the way it was done. It just gave a, like us answers without, you know, us having to like watch her sit there and talk about it. Like things just came out naturally, so to speak. And I and I enjoyed that. I also like um, the, the story with going on with uh, Angie um, with the sex trafficking thing was pretty, pretty nice. Um, and her partner just going in like, you know, fuck it, let's do it. That was cool. That shows that like they are building a work relationship. It didn't seem like there was any like sexual tension. So like, that's good. Um, I like the Nico thing in the background. Um, but when she stole I'm sorry when they stole Will's money and they were like you can afford it like now I know that's not what you think why don't you just tell him the truth because girl I'm they need to get it together like you love that dog too much for you to just leave <laughs> and whatever's going on is clearly not going to get better I just don't understand she knows what Will does they know what Will does and they know that he is willing to offer his help. Um, sometimes I think children, and let's be real, Nico is a child. I don't know how they have their apartment when they're like clearly 16. But they have this uh, arrogance, or not arrogance, this, what's the word I'm looking for? Stubborn streak is what I want to like. They are stubborn and they would rather steal from Will than ask for help. But I do like how uh, we ended the story arc with Nico and Will coming together. It's like, okay, Will likes to build things. 
we will build you a room and Nico, you're going to help me and you're going to work your butt off for it, but it'll be, and then she, uh, Angie was like, oh, look at you. It started with uh, the dog and now Nico, are you building your own little, um, you know, (laughs) award where you're going to have the uh, uh, house full of misfits and it, I can kind of see it. I don't know if that's where it's going to go, but I would be okay with that. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the next episode. Um, I just everything about this episode was good. I like the twist um, with Solaris. I like us getting, you know, to see like even when Will was running, um, the first person that um, Faith called when she saw that back off on her, her and her uh, mirror was Will, and it was like, yeah, I'm being followed. Uh, like they 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 met at the cafe and then the the reporter got shot like all that shit was like the twists and turns like that's the kind of shit i like where it's stuff that's not expected like just an example like when uh faith and will went into the stellaris and they introduced the full name like i was like oh damn oh that's her name like i thought it was weird that that the dude introduces the CEO to Will and, and Faith with their full first and last name. Because I was like, how often do, you know, agents introduce themselves like that? Um, but then they pointed it out and I was like, oh, OK, that is weird. And they like it was it was a simple explanation for why they were suspicious, but they didn't like it was something that they just casually brought up. I, I just like the way everything was written. So this was a really good episode. Um, and I'm so glad we got to see that Faith isn't homeless. <laughs> she ain't living in her car and her house is pretty nice. And that's to me, I I feel like if if I was going to if I was a single parent and I was going to spend money on something, my home would be what I would spend on. I don't give a shit about a car. Um, if the motherfucker turn on and work when I drive back and forth, that's great. Like, granted, like my I have a newer car, but I had I had my old car, my uh uh, Chevy Cobalt till the motherfucking wheels was gonna fall off. I bought that in 2009, and I had it until 2000 and I want to say 17, 18. I had it for a long ass time. No, I had it for 10 years. So it was 2000. It was 2019 when I got rid of it, and it was not drivable anymore. <laughs> so I I decided to get the car that I wanted, but. I was I I I'm I would never spend seventy eighty thousand dollars on a car because I think that's a waste of money. But I would spend you know three hundred four hundred thousand dollars on a house if you know with getting it how I wanted it you know in the neighborhood I want. Um, that to me that's more important. Having you know wanting to go home, be comfortable, being excited to get like ooh I can't wait to get to my house. I'm going to make my bed. I'm going to get in my jacuzzi. I don't have a jacuzzi, but that's on my bucket list, you know. Like, those are the things that I would spend money on. And I feel like Faith is clearly, you know, doing right. She's doing the right thing. She's paying for her son's college. That's something I want to do. I'm sure, you know, I, I don't know what kind of relationship she has with her mom. Maybe her mom did pay for her college. But her being a mom at 15 probably made everything a lot harder. But she is doing pretty good for herself because I know some people uh, that I've re- encountered with two kids um, that had kids, you know, older. They were young, but they were older than 15 and they just cannot get their life together. And they live with their parents and their parents pay for everything, take care of their kids. And they are just a waste of space. 
So she's doing good for herself. And I'm glad we got to see that. So I, I hope we uh, we can like kind of divulge into what happened with Will in his life. You know, why he has those burn marks on his body. Was it something that happened when he was a baby? Something that happened when he was a teenager? Did it happen recently? Was it part of the reason why, he, like, you know, as an adult, he doesn't like partners? I don't know. But I'm very interested. And I really enjoy this show. And I look forward to seeing it every week. So I, I'm going to need them to renew it. Um, anyway. Um, I'll end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. Thank you, Mimi, for your thoughts on the episode. Uh, A lot of great points that you brought up. Yes, the son did look younger than the father. I thought the exact same thing. And thank you for pointing out where he was, was. The whole time I kept saying he's in something. I've seen him in something. I can't remember what it is, but I've seen him in something. He was in power. Damn, I knew that was the dude from... I was like, where do I know Charles from? That's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah, he does look as... I mean, yeah. Yeah. He looked awfully young. He looked younger than the actress, Faith. Which is why I was like, I don't hope this is a thing. I do love the auntie-niece dynamic. Because, you know, you never work with your family. And that always takes things up a notch. Because you'll do shit that you... On both sides, though. Because, like, you ain't supposed to be talking about yo yo cop's personal life (laughs) and amanda just don't don't give a shit she's like yeah i said what i said and i'm not taking it back not at all yeah she did throw those those pins across the room that was petty as hell (laughs) she's like you need to mind your own damn business (laughs) stop talking to me like this i'm supposed to be respected here okay it's my place of work she probably been getting the lecture from Mandy and her mama forever. And now I got, now I got to wonder, hopefully she, they just aunties. Mm-hmm, Cause we know Amanda get around. Yes, I am getting this brother sister vibe and I'm so happy that it's not the will they, won't they, will they, won't they vibe. It's very sibling like. And I think that's far healthier for Will and her because, you know, it is good to have a friendship. That's a total friendship uh that's best friends and it's it's easy to want to turn that romantic i've always said that i mean that's that's a natural thought process from anyone watching television you can't tell people how to watch television you know if you have a a male and a female together there's three ways you can present it from the beginning um and you know decide what you want to do with it and most of them are despite what they fucking like to, to bitch about are set up in that exact fashion of will they won't they to try to get people to get invested in it or if they're not invested in it they might get invested in it but this is set up from the beginning that they are very much as you say familial they feel like siblings you know even the way in which she was sitting on the bed in the second or third episode um you know, with her do-rag and the way she was talking to him and then she's talking about his love life and you need to do this and you need to do that. Yeah, it's it, it, it doesn't have that weird, awkward or slightly awkward way of, oh, these people can end up romantically. Like the more I'm seeing their interactions, the more I'm like, oh no, they can't, they can't be romantic, but I love them as siblings. <laughs> uh, my daughter just told me she didn't want diabetes. I was like, okay. Thanks for the heads up, but (laughs) I'm glad we got the crash course. (laughs) 
<laughs> they don't like to Google shit either. And that's weird because when I'm writing, I always Google shit I don't know nothing about. Like, I'm not about to write on this. Like, I'm the expert. And I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. Um, I will say that her being 33 and them confirming that age uh and her being 15 explains how she's a little less mature raising a kid that is kind of like half your age because even with my daughter like she's i'm a millennial so 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 it is and she's a gen z and i would say despite the fact that there's 20 something age difference because i had her at 26 it feels as if we are a little bit more on the same vibe so to speak we don't feel disconnected from the same world because we're inhabiting the same thing. Like nothing much has changed within our generation versus other generations where a lot more changes were happening through the decades that would cause a little bit of a disconnect between parents and kids as things, as they want things to stay the same. But then you have the two more recent generations like kind of on the same page of <laughs> this is what we want, except us going like, putting our reins on our fucking kids like eh, slow the fuck down you ain't gotta be all pretentious with it um so i think that explains why she gets into some of these shouty matches with her child because i'm like girl that's not how <laughs> she she i love her and i love that about her but she does when i see her with her son she kind of devolves into the same emotional maturity as him and that it could be and could lead to a lot of some some good story arcs going forward. Nico is certainly prideful. I see your struggle with the with the the pronouns, and I'm so glad because I be the I'm not the only one. But you guys, like I said before, hey, it's the we're trying. <laughs> it's gonna take some people a little bit longer just to change what they've known for a very long time so it's just it's not a sign of disrespect it is literally simply learning how to rearrange the words when they're coming out in the brain as they make the new associations and those habits take as we know from jones chronicles 60 days uh but nico is certainly a child proud prideful i think he said stubborn don't want to admit that they need help would rather simply get beat up and then when they're embarrassed they don't want to admit they're embarrassed and they'd rather quit than than deal with the shame of someone that they like and respect being disappointed in them all typical kid stuff i didn't think the reporter was gonna die when she said i know how to take care of myself i was like yeah she is managed to stay alive this long <laughs> So yes, those twists and turns were fun. And I could never spend that much money on a car. No, no. I think the most I spent was 16,000. <laughs> 70,000 is just not even feasible. Not even feasible. And you're right. I would put it all into my home or vacations because those are the things that actually matter. And that is going to conclude our podcast for this week. If you want to send feedback on our next one, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. Correct.